Hey everybody, welcome to Tara and Andrew vs. the Scarecrow Video Movie Guide. I'm Tara. I'm Andrew. This is the 43rd in our 3,726 part series. We're going to choose a movie completely at random from the Scarecrow Video Movie Guide, watch it, do some research, and tell you what we thought and learned. Yeah, and as long as it's a movie that neither of us have seen, we are honor-bound to watch it. We kind of stretched the boundaries of that a little bit in the last episode where we picked Cannibal Holocaust and then decided we couldn't watch Cannibal Holocaust. But then in the end, I watched Cannibal Holocaust by myself, <laughs> saving the day. Yay! And uh, Like a hero Andrew <laughs> is. And then just uh, destroying my my will to live but it was worth it for the, for the podcast sake <laughs> for your sakes everybody uh, yeah you're, you're welcome everybody um but uh yeah last time uh we ended up watching the playgirls and the vampire thank you one again the movie that tried to erase itself from my memory as i was watching it yeah. to rely on terror to remind me of what the name is pretty forgettable i would say yep eh. uh pretty pretty self-explanatory self-explanatory uh you you know what you're in for if you pay any attention at all to the title yep uh, that's about it there is not really a lot of plot not anything scary about it not a lot of excitement 1960s kind of their version of booby horror yeah just uh italian italian get... boob horror films yeah so not great eh. not great not but great. It, that was my pick you lucky listeners get to enjoy a pick selected by me this week. Which uh, will almost undoubtedly be better because Tara has the, the winning streak when it comes to the, the random selection of these movies, for sure. Your, your win-to-loss ratio compared to mine is, is <laughs> much higher. So I will start flipping through the book at random. Okay. And your eyes are shut, so you just tell me when to stop. have picked Once Upon a Time in China. Uh, looks like it's a Jet Li movie from 1991, directed by Sui Hark. So according to the guide, Sui's sweeping martial arts epic is a historical action picture presented as new wave pulp. Jet Li rose to stardom as Chinese folk hero Wang Fei Hung, healer, teacher, and when his mild-mannered ways are pushed to the limit, wicked scrapper. Ooh. It's easily done when the British, the Americans, and the French bring gunboat diplomacy to 1875 China. The history is pure flag-waving heroics, but the set pieces are masterful and the color and choreography are magnificent. Watch Lee get almost airborne while fighting on ladders, swooshing back and forth in a grain elevator, and then chop down to kindling while the foes fight it out on splinters. Yen Biao and Jackie Chung co-star, and Rosamund Kwan is his westernized Auntie Yi, who stirs feelings in the boyish hero that go far beyond family devotion. Well, that sounds a lot better than uh, Playgirls and the Vampire. Yeah. Uh, Off the bat. Considerably better, yeah. Sounds like there's going to be a bunch of punching and kicking. So, uh, we'll be back after this musical interlude with our thoughts on Once Upon a Time in China. back having watched Once Upon a Time in China. So 
Before we get into our plot discussion and spoilery talk, are you ready with a pre-spoiler rating? I am ready. So we've got a five-point rating scale for those of you who are new to the podcast. Uh, welcome. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you for listening for 12 minutes uh, and not turning us off yet. Um, so it's a five-point rating scale. It uh, goes from don't watch to maybe don't watch to eh. To maybe watch, and then uh, highest rank is uh, don't not watch. So uh, on the count of three, we will simultaneously give our ratings. Uh, one, two, three. Maybe uh, watch. Okay. Good, you balanced me out. Yeah. I feel like I could have gone lower just based off the quality of the... Um, translation alone but generally i liked the, the movie well enough to give it the the bump up to the, the maybe watch category yeah i i agree i think it was a, a really entertaining movie i think it um is probably worth a watch if you're interested in kung fu movies or Usha um, movies specifically yeah or china and like how it was coming to grips with introduction to western cultures and peoples and governments and kind of dealing with colonizing right attempts at colonization at least yeah so if you're interested in those things um you know i think it'd probably be something worth watching i i definitely struggled with following some of the plot and i i I can't really say for sure but I, i mean absolutely we can confirm that the translation wasn't yeah super great it was not good on the the blu-ray that we watched it made it difficult to kind of and just you know for me some of the fight scenes while really extremely well executed and um very impressive i think some of them went on a little long for Mm -hmm. my taste but that's just because that's not really something i like watching a shit ton of yeah um you know take that with a grain of salt right but yeah that's kind of why I went slightly lower, I think, overall yeah. with my rating. But otherwise, you know, it's a, it was like a really, really charming movie. There was a lot of things that were really endearing about it. There were some little comedic touches here and there yeah, it was a lot that goofier, I really appreciated. A lot goofier than I was expecting for what is more or less a historical story. Right. So. Yeah, like the a lot of the people in this movie really existed um they're they're real people had real lives and yeah yeah i feel like the the movie was um long yes i guess if i was gonna knock it for anything i'd say that it's like just over two hours long and i feel like it felt a little bit longer than two over a little over two hours yeah it definitely to me yeah uh, no i i will agree with that it did feel like some stuff was maybe padded out uh or repetitive yeah um yeah some things maybe could have been condensed a little yeah um so overall though i i liked it yeah should we just get into the yeah let's just go for it okay so 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 the movie opens up with our protagonist uh wong feihang on a boat they're they're watching this uh lion dance thing that he's been invited to by this guy liu Young Fu and 
and then some firecrackers go off and like I, I guess like a french ship nearby hears the firecrackers going off and they think that they're being fired at just the one thing that i'll say is that like all of the the white yakubian devils in this movie are super super trigger happy oh just, yeah like shooting off their guns with a drop of a hat so uh so indeed the the french french people start shooting at them and the one of the people doing the the dance gets shot and so Wong does all the dancing displaying some fancy footwork oh, uh, holy shit that was fancy like i was super impressed by that scene like with him jumping up on the ropes, on the ropes yeah. while doing a, a lion dance that was insane yeah so he's doing the work of two people uh dancing around on these ropes so then he's he's talking to uh lou and the guy's like, yeah, I have to go to Vietnam, and so you and your militia, I'm wanting you to kind of protect over Fushan, which is the city uh, the movie takes place in. And here's this, uh, like, ornamental fan that I have that shows a list of all of the treaties that China has signed that are weighted against their favor, just like showing how, how screwed we're getting by all of these other countries. So you hang on to this as kind of a memento, and then when I come back, it'll be clearer of all these things, like, I guess, implying that he's going to go fuck shit up and work to get China out of all these bad treaties. Yeah. That, that's kind of the implication. So yeah, Wang is hanging out in Foshan, and um, he meets back up with, I guess, like, it's not a, an actual blood relation of his, but his, someone that they refer to as his his aunt aunt 13 is how they consistently refer to her in their translation yeah that we watch and we're like is that an accurate translation they don't explain like the the lineage there so at all yeah that's not at all explained this movie was made for um chinese audiences and not for like newcomers to the history i guess so we had a, a much harder time following some of these things but yeah from what i could gather she was like an aunt, quote unquote, by adoption. Okay. And was like his thirteenth aunt, and so that's where the name came from. And and she's like on the social scale, kind of higher up in the hierarchy than he is, and so he's because she's an aunt. Yeah. Yeah, and so there there's some kind of romantic attraction between the two. Like she's helping him get fit for a suit, and she's shadow tracing his outline like against the wall, like her hand. The shadow of her hand is brushing up against the... I'm gesturing with my hands as I describe <laughs> this, which is very helpful for those of you listening. Uh, but uh, Surprising thing about podcasts is they're really a, it's best a visual known as a medium. visual medium. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so, like, she's tracing the, his, the shadow of his head with the shadow of, of her hand. And so there's this kind of romantic thing going on, but neither of them can really act on it for reasons that are kind of obscure to us since we don't really understand the relationship right too well especially when she, you know it's like they're obviously about the same age and right. like because we didn't know for sure like it wasn't clear watching it if they were related related right right or not i think later they do explicitly say like oh we're not actually related so it's you right. know it's like okay good thank you for for, for that for clarifying that uh so so he meets up with aunt 13 and she's come either but it seems like probably from england um with, with her friend joanna 
she's like very uh kind of westernized and that's why she's trying to get wong set up with uh like a fancy suit um because she feels like he's she wants him to fit in with western culture yeah and she wants him to like go to america too i think she kind of says like oh you should you should go over there and you'll need a suit to do that and he's pretty resistant to the whole idea but he goes along with it because he's in love (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah love sucks right yeah (laughs) but um Wong is meeting with the governor, and at the same time, there's this theater troupe that's pulling into town, and uh, this this dude, Foon, is... Not, he's not even, like, the leader of the troupe, but he's no. kind of... He's, uh, like, one of the actors? He's one of the actors, and the guy that's running the troupe is like, oh, you go out here and deal with these locals, and the locals turn out to be the members of this Shaho gang. We're a bunch of bad dudes who are basically going around extorting money out of people, running a protection racket. Like, this fight breaks out when the the troop is not super willing to comply with uh, having money extorted from them for protection. Right. So the fight breaks out, and, and it kind of, like, spills out into the streets of Fosha, and he's just, like, running around through all these shops. And then they run into... Um, Wong Fei-Hung's militia and they end up getting kind of tangled up in this whole brawl. So because of this, you know, this long fight scene happens and then Wong is able to capture the leader of the guys from the uh, Shaho gang who, or at least the group, the portion of the, the gang that's like extorting the theater troupe and different like merchants in the city. However, um, no, he can't find anybody to be a witness for him, like like backing him up that this is like a guy that's been extorting people. Yeah, he's in like Foshan. Tra- he's trying to take the leader to like the governor uh, the, or whatever, right? And everybody is like, "Oh, you guys were just practicing kung fu. It wasn't a fight. I don't know what you're talking about." Yeah, like nobody wants to go anywhere near this because they are concerned about like the trouble it could get them in. Yeah, um, if not from government but uh then from the gang and and they're like nope i'm not touching this with a 10-foot pole so the only person who is willing to be a witness is like this american priest guy who's just kind of like there in the movie off and on nothing really happens there um but later wong and some of the members of his militia decide to go watch the theater troupe perform um well there's like the they attack his medicine like is that later no that's before the theater thing because they're like they're they're setting it on fire and stuff so wong apart from being like this uh kung fu master he also runs a clinic called ho chi lam and he like practices acupuncture and other sort of like traditional chinese medicine so he's there and then um with an 13 and various members of his militia when all of a sudden the shaho gang shows up with all these fiery arrows and basically destroys the clinic. Um, so pretty much Wong and Aunt 13 and the militia make it out okay. Uh, but his place is destroyed. The fan that he was given by Liu Yongfu is partially destroyed. And then he gets really pissed off with Aunt 13 because she was going to um, escape with it. But... She went back. To she the went camera. back to go get her camera and didn't realize that the fan fell. So she saved this camera. So it's kind of like this whole symbolism for 
for choosing Western culture over yeah. um, her Chinese culture. Right. After getting attacked by the Shaho gang for getting caught up with the whole Foon thing, um, Wang Feihong and some of his militia members and Ant 13 decided to go watch the theater to perform. Um, and surprise, the Shaho gang attacks yet again. Because they just, that's what they do. They're a bunch of, well, I think, I can't really remember why, like, they went to go see the... the well, I think... It's because... They were, they Fern, were... Like, they were maybe worried that the gang was going to attack. Yeah, they were kind of going for protection. But, like, the Western soldiers are there watching this show. And they start opening fire after the Shaho gang attacks. And, and the British soldiers are just, like... Killing everybody. Yeah. Like, innocent people who are just, like, they're watching the show. They kill the uh, American priest. And the Shaho gang's throwing around this, like, limestone powder so they can't see and attack back or um, protect themselves. Or So Wong, Feihong, and his group get out. They make it again. But um, by this point, the governor of the area, the local governor is... Um, decided to put Wong Fei-Hung on house arrest. Um, he wasn't put into jail because he says he's going to be tending to some of the victims of the attack. So the governor's like, okay, you have to stay home. You know, I suspect you're involved with all this shit and somehow tied to this gang. And you're creating all this violence in the city. So you're on house arrest. If anybody knows this movie really well and we're fucking it up, like... We're sorry. We're very sorry. <laughs> it's like the the <laughs> translation really was not too Super good. Great. And so there's a lot of stuff that were kind of like, well, they're going to the theater now, I guess. Yeah. Like, like so there's stuff like, that... <laughs> there wasn't like a lot of interstitial like explaining like why certain things were happening. Like Yeah. All right, well now let's go do this because we want to do that or like Yeah. Oh hey, you're invited to this thing or like yeah, so apologies. We're doing our, we're doing our best. We're, we're kind of clutching at some straws. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's make up what we think the movie is about. <laughs> uh. We're the audience, and so we get to make up our interpretation, yeah. and you guys get to listen to it. The author's intent really isn't important, which is when you think about what you can interpret from it, I mean, yeah. that's where the real... What two random people decide to <laughs> interpret from it. Yeah. So yeah, Wong is under house arrest, and he, he's tending to the wounded, and... He realizes that one of the guys that has been wounded is somebody that had, like, just recently come back from America uh, and escaped the the Americans that are, like, in Foshan, who are, they're they're under the rule of this guy, Jackson, trying to get Chinese people to go to America. Like, in the the markets, there's, like, a a booth set up where people are like, oh, there's so much gold in America, everybody should go there, you'll just be tripping over gold, and... So this guy that ends up at the the clinic, uh, at Wong's clinic, is like, yeah, they basically were just getting us to pay a bunch of money to get shipped over to America and, and be slave labor. And so it's a total, total scam and human trafficking. Yeah, basically. basically. Yeah. And and so they, they're coming to this realization. And then we see that Foon, who had escaped the, during the attack of the, the theater show, apparently is like out watching this fight between this other master who's fallen on hard times uh iron best yim 
and this this other random dude and he he beats the shit out of the other guy um and so Foon is like i want you to train me master yum you need to train me to be a a fighter and whatever and they're like scrounging around stealing other people's unfinished soup to get food and master yum is like i need to prove myself like show that i'm a capable fighter like a, a real master so i need to go i need to fight somebody to to show that i'm you know a good fighter man and Foon, good mr fighter man good mr fighter man and Foon is like well i know somebody can fight because he's just like <laughs> he's just a total like a, dick a total yeah <laughs> like thanks oh you saved me and you know you yeah you, you tried to help people who were attacked at my theater troupe show let me just turn on you wong and bring this dude who wants to just like, because i decided i want him to teach me how to fight yeah then. yeah so he's, he's just kind of a turd so they, they go to uh, wong's clinic and um yim challenges him and and wong is like uh, all right i'll fight you like i don't want to because there's all these injured people here it's not really a great setting and so they, they fight and wong's heart really isn't in it just because he's worried about other people getting hurt uh, needlessly yeah so yim's kind of like bolstered by this i guess yeah he, he beats wong and he's like all right i'm hot shit now and he goes and just aligns himself with the, the Shaho gang who have kind of ingratiated themselves um, with the Americans and are like helping them kidnap Chinese women mm-hmm. to act as like sex slaves. And um, Foon is not happy with the fact that Yim is getting involved with these, these assholes and Yim doesn't really care. He's just like, well, look at all this money that they're giving me. I can build my own school, and they're promising me all this shit. So it's it's cool. It's worth it. It's fine. Like, yeah, and um, yeah. As a result of Yim fighting Wong, the government guards that had been stationed outside of the clinic, Yim had beaten them up, and Wong is like, well, that's not Great. good. <laughs> like, these the the government people are not going to be happy that these guys got beaten up. They're going to come and blame me yeah get me for this and so well after they they fight he sends like a ant 13 and the uh the guy that had been working for the americans but escaped he's like you guys got to get out of here it's not going to be good if the government finds you here so you need to escape and uh, so they they get out of the clinic and they're trying to find a place to hide but then they run across the shaho gang who kidnaps them and brings them back to the the hideouts so they're they're all there while Yim is ingratiating himself with the Shaho gang and Foon is just kind of begrudgingly going along, going with, along it. with it. And like the, the Shaho gang, like they don't like Foon, but they're like, well, he's friends with this cool fighting man, so uh, he's he's our brother now. And yeah, let bygones be bygones. Yeah, uh, and Foon's like, eh, okay. Yeah, so. Wong Beihong was right that the government would not be thrilled about what happened at the clinic. And sure enough, he gets thrown into jail. So while this happens, he's not able to look after any of his crew. And then some time passes before some of the prison guards are like, you know what, this is all bullshit. You are not spreading violence all over the place. So we want to let you go just like We'll take the blame for it. Just, like, walk on out. Go ahead. And Wong Fei Hung is like, no, nah, I can't let you guys do that. I'm staying here. It'd be better for everybody. And then immediately then, 
one of his militia guys shows up and is like, hey, Anthrotine has been captured by the Shaho gang. And Wong's just like, okay, fuck this. Bye. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he uh, escapes and then ends up sneaking into the American base uh, with some of his, his militia. So they get into a bunch of fights. It's kind of just like super... Super fighty. Super fighty. Super, super, super fighty. Yeah, there's like uh, there's some crazy stuff in the fighting. Wong and Yim are fighting on ladders, busting them up. And it's stuff that really is something you can, you can describe verbally very well. It's just very... <laughs> we capture the impressive uh, visual style of it just by saying they're fighting on ladders and stuff i don't know <laughs> it looked cool it was real cool but it's it's actually a really neat it is really impressive sequence. like there are all it's the sort of like tall storage area with i think probably large sacks of things like flour or rice or right. whatever um and so there are all these tall ladders all over the place for people trying to go up and like i guess shift product around and so they're up biting on all these and like flying around the place and um breaking through the rungs of the ladder and running up and down and all this crazy crazy stuff crazy action yeah yeah so that's really it's really cool goes on for a while though so yim and wong are going at it and wong gets cut by yim's braid and he's like what the fuck and Yim shows him oh yeah i've got this little knife stashed away at the end of my braid ha 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 isn't that cool? No, not really. Not really. No. Not really. Kind of a jerk. And so um, thing to do. Wong and him continue fighting, and then he's able to like catch a hold of his braid yeah. and uses the the knife to like slice off his braid. Yeah. It was like a real symbolic thing, I think, cutting off someone's hair at the yeah. time. Like from what I was reading up on the the cute hairstyle and like where that came from. So the specific hairstyle that you see all over the movie um was from the Qing dynasty and that's when the Manchus basically came in and and conquered China and before that point um men and women can just like never cut their hair and they would have it in a traditional top knot and so when the Manchus came over and 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 took took over China they forced everybody and it was like this huge process over like a, a decade plus with tens and hundreds of thousands of people dying they forced all the men to have that tonsure cut whereas mm. the front of your head is shaved and then you have that long braid at the back that hairstyle is called a cue and it was like this huge thing and basically the manchus forced it on the men not every single man like there were some some exemptions for like buddhist monks and taoist monks and some groups of muslims but not all Basically, it was like, you have to show that you guys are accepting our role. And it was like this whole symbolic thing. But the hmm. before that point, like, the reason nobody cut their hair is it was honoring your parents because, like, they gave you this hair, so you keep it. Cutting it off would be like, you're cutting off the gifts that your parents gave you. Hmm. And so there was, like, this real cultural reason why... Not only, like, were they opposed to getting, like, the front of their head shaved, but, like, you're also having to accept these people who um, are colonizing your country. Yeah. So, two insults, kind of how I look at it. Yeah. I don't know. Hmm. I'm, I'm not, like, an expert on Chinese history, so I'm, I could be fucking up. 
some of the story, but that's kind of like some of the stuff I gathered about it. Anyway, huh. long aside, but um, no, that's, that's and anyway, like so, so it ended up being like the accepted hairstyle, and then it wasn't. It sort of like started falling out of favor in like the early 1900s, um, and then the last emperor of China cut off his queue in 1922, and so then like that was basically it. That was like the end of the hairstyle, and like. Hmm. All the men, basically in China, almost like that, like cut their hair short. Wow. Yeah. Good, so there you good go. History. <laughs> good history. Good background. It, it, you know, it was a uh, it was a big deal cutting off a, a dude's braid. Yeah, he like Yim seems pretty pissed off when it happens. Like he rages pretty seriously, flailing his hair around and yelling and just being really oh yeah really he's upset. having a total fit yeah it almost looks like if you're if this had been an anime he would have transformed into like some demon yeah <laughs> that's that's uh pretty pretty apt i think <laughs> so long uh slices off yim's braid and then yim is so set back by that that Wong easily finishes him off and Wong runs outside and all of the americans are I guess it, is it the the British people or like it, it's just like it's a, like a clusterfuck of white, all these white just Cubian general, devils, yeah, um, who are out there and they, they're like getting ready to shoot Wong and then he, he finds a place to hide and then Yim comes following out after him and just like gets blown away again. The British or whatever people are just like so trigger happy. Choo, choo, choo. That's uh, that's what they like to do apparently. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, fair enough, yeah, fair enough. Shoot first, ask questions never, apparently. But uh, he, he gets shot up real bad, and they're trying to shoot a cannon at Wong, and the guy, Bucktooth So, the healer, uh, who is, like, super proficient in English, is giving them, like, counter directions as to where they should aim the cannon, which is kind of funny. They're like, 12 o'clock, 30 degrees, and then So is like, no, uh, 10 o'clock, 40 degrees, and like, wait, wait, no, wait, but then it's... It's too late. They they shoot the cannon and it blows up a. It, it is the Americans because they blow up oh, the British yeah, yeah. ship. And, and there's the, all these damn Yankees. Yeah, the Brits are like you, they blew you up. damn Yankee laws. Yeah, so there's there's more chaos as the, uh, the the Brits and the Americans are shooting at each other now. And then the American leader Jackson grabs the the governor of Guangdong and is holding him hostage. And then they're like, oh. You know, Kung Fu, it's just, it's no good against bullets. But uh, Wong has a couple of bullets, like, in his hands. He just, like, flicks them at the <laughs> dude and, just, like, shoots him in the skull, like, right through the, the brain. Right through the old brain, as they say. That's uh, definitely how bullets work. Yeah, but just how strong he is. He can yeah. flick a bullet from a his fingers. A round bullet. Yeah. Not even, like, a pointy tip. Right. And then we see, like, the, the women that had been ca- captured by the leader of the Shaho gang grab him and shove him into a furnace and so that's the end of him and everybody lives happily ever after the end the end uh yeah so and then there were five other movies in the series after after right so well and and that's like among a billion not really billion but like a lot of different quite a few different movies based on Wong Fei Hong and like tv shows yeah he was a pretty significant figure in for for that period of China's history. From what I can see, like it's estimated over a hundred films and TV series. Yeah, had been made featuring Wong Fei Hung since nineteen forty nine. 
yeah, I mean, there you go. There you go. There you have it. There you be, and there you go, and there you have it, and there we are, and here we go. And goodbye. And goodbye. <laughs> oh, God. Again, a thousand thousand pardons to anybody who just is, like, listening to this episode. It's like, they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Because you're, 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 you're half wrong. right. You're half right. <laughs> we, we did our best, but uh, it, was, it was rough going with this, just trying to keep track of what what actually was what the and fuck the motivations was for people yeah just the, yeah. the translation was was not not what we would have liked not yeah what we would have preferred and i feel like you i think you kind of mentioned this before I, I think you're right like because the movie is aimed at a chinese audience there's things there that are you know culturally gonna be just like, like they something just they inherently shorthand. know yeah, yeah. that we're it's like totally unfamiliar to us so i mean that that's i think part of it too but even struggles aside, I, I really liked it. So yeah, it's still worth checking out for sure. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's that's it for for this episode. Then uh, you can keep on top of what we're doing with the the podcast and other things at our website, terranandrewverses.com. If you have any comments, you want to yell at us for how badly we fucked up, uh, send an email to us at terranandrewverses at gmail.com. And then you can always, uh, if you're not already, you can join our Facebook group and keep on top of our episode releases and video posts that way as well um yeah and uh we have an instagram account that is sporadically updated feel free to check that out yeah i mean yeah fits, yeah. And, fits and starts yeah i try we're, we're out there we post things occasionally so we try we're, we're tired olds we're, we try. that is very <laughs> true Thank you very much to the fantastic Seattle band Boat for allowing us to use their song lately off the album Setting the Paces. Thank you, Boat. Thank you, Boat. And um, support local video stores. Yep, exactly. Uh, if, if you're in the Seattle area, you know, we would we'd highly recommend you check out Scarecrow Video if you have not already. It seems unlikely that if you live in Seattle and you're listening to this, you don't know. But just in case, even if you are familiar, go, go rent something from them because yeah. they... Uh, deserve your support. We are down to three video stores in Seattle. Scarecrow is number one in our hearts, and uh, please, please do support them. Yeah, they they've got a lot of stuff that you're not going to find anywhere else, and they... even in the National Library of Congress, like legit, they have yeah. things that you can't find like anywhere else. Yeah, so they they're filling a a niche that's. Needs to be filled. Needs to be filled, and not many organizations are filling these days. So, I guess until next time, catch, catch you, you later, later, potato, potato hags. hags. <laughs>